When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Conspiracy, the show, the world's most trusted conspiracy theory podcast, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Olivia Haidar. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to Conspiracy the Show. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host this week. Ooh, my favorite co-host of all. No co-host, but I do got a guest, Travis Clark, who's also my co-host on You Don't Even Like This Band, which is a podcast you should be listening to on the Unpops Podcast Network. So I kind of have a co-host. Travis, how's it going? It's going fantastic. I'm so excited to be here and get conspiratorial with you. That's a hard word to say. It's a hard word to say, which probably is a conspiracy in and of itself. The conspirators don't want us to be able to say conspiratorial. No, they don't. And I, I really do think English was created by someone trying to control us. Oh, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> We are doing another My Favorite Conspiracy episode, because here's the thing. We've done one of these so far with Kim Crawl, and what I like about these is I don't have to do the research. It's normally me bringing a whole bunch of well-thought-out and heavily-researched information to my co-host or guest, and not necessarily trying to sell them on the idea that it might be real, but in some cases... And here we're reversing the roles, which is interesting because to pull the curtain back a little bit for listeners, Adam does that on all the shows. Like Adam is a research machine. The amount of times that we've done a show about a band and like, if I ever sound like I know what the hell we're talking about and it's not Queens of the Stone Age, it's notes that Adam put together. (laughs) That's you're a wonder. So I hope I can bring the same level to this that, uh, that you normally do. Yeah, this is weird for me. I kept going back this morning before I got here and being like, all right, I got a little time to look in to Hollow Moon. And that makes it a little different from the Paul is Dead theory that me and Kim Crawl covered because I'm a huge Beatles fan. And, and everybody's heard. I mean, it doesn't matter where you are in life. You've heard that theory that Paul is dead. Right. Right. Whereas Hollow Moon, it may not have crossed your path yet. Hollow Moon, for one thing, would be such a good band name. Right. That would be an amazing band name. Yeah, I haven't heard much about this. I haven't looked into it much. We have a few of these episodes in a row, and one of the reasons we're doing them, it's kind of utilitarian. I'm just trying to get ahead on recording so I can take a week off. And my version of taking a week off is making sure all the baby birds are fed while I'm at home sleeping. So I'm recording way, way, way in advance. And that's easier if I don't have to do no research. So. Sure. So this is coming out in 2025, just in time for <laughs> the hollow moon to uh, land on Earth because it is a spaceship. So I'm just going to dive into a little bit of, I guess, how one becomes aware of the hollow moon. Yes. You know, because 
if you're somebody who loves conspiracies about the moon, a.k.a. myself, mm-hmm. it's very easy that you go into, oh, we didn't land on the moon. And that's the training wheels of moon conspiracies. Right. And then you kind of start going, what's deeper? What's inside this jawbreaker? How, how many layers does this thing have? And then you get into the people who say the moon isn't even real. It's not even there. It's a hologram. It's existed through all of history. It's fake. Right. And that just doesn't make sense. And then you get into the moon is there, but it's hollow and it's either a spaceship or there's aliens inside of it watching us. That is an intriguing idea. What little I did look into this. One thing I found, the origins of the moon are highly sketchy, like not very not sketchy as in they involve like organized crime or something, but they might. We're not quite sure how the moon formed or why it's there. The current theory is the whack or double whack theory, which is that a Mars shaped object hit the Earth and expelled out all of this material and that became the moon. And then the sciences and the physics didn't totally work out of that. So they're like, well, maybe that object hit us twice and that caused the moon. So right off the bat, is the moon real? Clearly not. Yeah, I think we've already established the moon isn't actually the moon. So that's a good starting point. It's a good starting point. So <laughs> the idea of a hollow moon, as far as I can tell, and look, I'm not a hollow moon historian, but I've read up on it some. It started, I think the first mention of this in pop culture-ish is an, in an H.G. Wells book Correct. from 1901 called The First Men in the Moon. Yeah. And I have not read it, but from context clues, I can guess it is about a group of men who go inside the moon and the moon would be hollow. That would be my guess. Right. But I do think there are some sorts of references to it pre H.G. Wells, but not in pop culture the way you're talking. Yeah. Maybe some dude was like, I think that's made out of hollow cheese. Maybe yeah, that was, was about as far as it went. You know? Yeah, I think it was floated in a old timey get burned at the cross for saying the wrong thing science kind of way yeah i mean the bible doesn't talk much about the moon from what i know so i I don't know if you have to be like super christian to to believe in the moon like are you are you asking me if i believe in the moon or if i'm yeah do you believe in the moon are you yeah (laughs) do you think the moon is our savior or like how how do you i have a lot of faith in the moon yeah yeah do you think the moon died for our sins it's where we go when we die (laughs) God, that would be so cool. My dad's in there. (laughs) That's why it's hollow. It's heaven. Yeah. Now it makes sense. So sci-fi writers run with this idea off and on for some amount of time. Some people write books and whatever, but it's all that like we haven't really been to space sci-fi that like once we go to space, none of it really makes sense. You know, it's like, oh, it's hollow. And in the inside, there's an atmosphere. You're like, that's not possible. What are you talking about? Yeah. It's when we land on the moon. And I believe that happened in the Apollo missions that we as humans do what humans do best, which is, hey, we've traveled really far and we're checking out this thing that's totally new to us. Let's fuck it up. So while they're leaving the Apollo 12 mission, they're like, let's crash some shit into the moon. (laughs) So they crash some shit into the moon and it causes a quake. Right. And uh, here's the fun part. Do you know what quakes on the moon are called? Moon quakes. That's correct. Which (laughs) would also be a great band name. Yes, absolutely. So scientists were surprised that the moon did not act like the earth. It did not quake the way that they wanted the earth to quake. It quaked much 
more long term and not violently, but one scientist was saying the moon rang like a bell. Yeah. So that when they crashed this thing into it, as opposed to the earthquake taking 10 minutes to end, it took like an hour. So this scientist was like, the moon rang like a bell. People saw this and then ran with that idea that if it rang like a bell, then it must be because it's hollow. Sure. Because it couldn't be that the moon is just made up of different material and has a different composition and a different weight and all of that. No, it must mean that the moon is hollow. So people started running with this idea that the moon is actually, well, it's one of two things. It is either an entirely intelligently made observation station where aliens are in there keeping an eye on us or intelligent aliens took a moon structure, hollowed it out and turned it into a spaceship. Mm. And that spaceship flew here about 50,000 years ago, perfectly orbited our planet in a way that doesn't make sense. Like you were saying earlier, it doesn't make sense how this could possibly exist. We can't fully explain it. The crew of that moon spaceship landed on this planet, and that's what humans are. We are descendants of the moon spaceship. This is one of those theories that seems kind of harmless and taken to its like scariest conclusion will just end in genocide someday. <laughs> because it reminds me of a documentary me and Olivia just covered called In Plain Sight. It's called In Plain Sight, UFOs in the Intelligence Community. And it starts off really basic where they're just talking about Roswell and Mm. like UFO sightings. And as it goes on, they start getting into weirder and weirder shit to the point where one guy suggests that we should look into reparations for victims of alien abductions. What? And then a guy who up to this point, he's a CIA analyst, so I trust him with my life, obviously. But up to this point in the documentary, he's been like seeming like kind of the voice of reason and the one who's not going out on wild ledges and pushing crazy ideas. He comes in at the end and mentions that, oh, well, at one point, this race of aliens basically mated with beings on Earth And that's how humans happened. And every Mm -hmm. human has some alien DNA, but also some humans have extra alien DNA. And they're like special humans. And that's the kind of thing where if we start getting really fascist in this country and really turn into a Nazi kind of place, that's the kind of stuff that's going to get people executed over DNA tests. So in a strange turn of events, you're not foreign enough. And that's why we have to get rid of you. No, I think it would probably be those augmented special people who would get the axe. Oh, so the more alien people would die. And it's one of those things where we're so conditioned to just hear, oh, yeah, well, DNA, that's infallible. No one would question it. Like, I'm talking about a dystopia way, way, way in the future. But I brought this up on the Olivia documentary also. There's this rumor that on his deathbed, deathbed. <laughs> oh, I love deathbed. Yeah, it's so good. Such yeah. a good band. I mean, you can only eat one slice, but it's really good. <laughs> on his deathbed, it is alleged that Werner von Braun basically said, look, in terms of fascism, it started with what it started with, you know, Jews. And then it moved on to communism. That's what we spent a lot of the 80s fighting in 70s, 80s communism. Then it's going to be terrorism. And then the way they're we're really going to institute fascism in this world is 
aliens. So if he actually said it, what he's kind of getting at is at some point, the government's going to basically pretend there is this alien threat among us and that we need Wait, wh- to eliminate that threat. Aren't we doing that now with all this UAP stuff with them being like, well, we'll finally admit to you there's some shit we can't explain. There's some weird crafts that go around. and That's the thing. It is kind of like edging toward that a little bit more every day. It seems like every year since Trump took office, at least, there's been some explosive news story literally every year about UFOs. But we're not in the Roswell days anymore, so no one's going to say... What if there's fucking aliens inside that thing? Right. But everyone's got to be thinking it. Well, Bob Lazar is definitely having a moment. You know, he's been around forever, been the guy who worked at Area 51. And like suddenly he's like on Rogan's podcast again and talking about like how gravity wells work and all of this shit. Yeah. But to get us back towards the hollow moon yes, and, and to get us towards some good old fashioned. Well, you can't believe what this one person said. The real sort of celebrity of the hollow moon is a guy named david ike travis tell me your thoughts on david ike are you familiar with david ike i would imagine he's he's crossed your path before we've done a couple episodes about david ike i think anybody whose resume goes from soccer player to tv presenter to son of god should be trusted that's clearly somebody who is leveled up each step of the way i mean he's the son of god so yes argue with the results Yeah, I mean, sure, the world didn't end when he said, but maybe that's because he decided he didn't want it to end because he is the son of God. Right, right, yeah. What is your opinion of David Icke? David Icke, to me, if anything, the fact that he pushes this makes me feel even more that it is just going to end in the Jews or something (laughs) like that. Because most of his theories kind of do like he talks about reptilian bloodlines and yes. hybrid bloodlines. But if you dig into it enough and peel the layers of that onion away, it just turns into the Jews. I also think he's genuinely mentally ill. He seems charming. Like I've watched a couple of like interviews with him. He's definitely promoting David Icke as much as he can whenever he can. Oh, yeah. But he also seems like the kind of mentally ill that doesn't seem like will attack you. You can have a conversation with him right. and it'll go weird, but it's not going to be like, oh, and then he sliced me with a box cutter. He's just sure. going to try and sell you a book and tell you a crazy story about Satanists, which can be fun. It can be a nice afternoon if you're going to yeah. the Isle of Man and you want to or the Isle of White, I think is where he <laughs> lives. So here's David Icke's take on the whole thing. I guess his entire transformation in f- from guy who was just on television to son of God was he went to a bookstore and a voice told him to go look at the books in the back of the bookstore. Yes. So that to me is a pretty light push because it, it's not giving him information. It's making him go <laughs> read other information, yeah. which is very strange. It would have been funny if he came away with that from that with like a Garfield book or something. Yeah. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't get it. Just yeah. tosses it out the window on the way home. Anyway, back or, to football. Or he just wrote like, you know, a hundred self-published books about how great lasagna is. <laughs> yeah. Know, like that would be amazing. <laughs> what happened to Lyman? <laughs> and he's a, like hatred of cute kittens named Nermal. Yeah. Anyway, he believes that the moon is hollow and filled with reptilian entities, reptilian aliens, the same ones who come here and take over all of our political parties. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the queen was a reptilian alien. All the bushes are reptilian aliens. 
Obama, Clinton, all of those are shape-shifting reptilian aliens. Of course. And there is a hierarchy of people that they overtake, but then there's a satanic hierarchy that supersedes that because on top of being shape-shifting reptilian aliens, they're also Satanists and they're also pedophiles. Sure. So they, sure, sure, sure. they have to sacrifice humans and cause suffering to children. Again, I, he doesn't really connect why that has to happen. I'm assuming that helps the moon stay hollow. Yeah, it's got heavy QAnon vibes, that's for sure. And adrenochrome. Like. Yeah, so he believes that the moon is filled with these aliens and they are messing with our perception of reality by broadcasting a disruptive signal that infiltrates our reality and that we live in the moon matrix which is like the matrix, but it comes from the moon the moon. Okay. So those reptilians are here to enslave us. And in order to enslave us, they have to drink our blood, torture our children and destroy our normal perception of reality from inside a hollow moon. My problem with a theory like <laughs> this is always, here's the thing, David Ike, if it's true, what do you want me to do about it? Like that sounds like such an unstoppable system that's been put in place like this isn't the movies if that's really what's happening then bud that's just our existence but also too how does he know that like how is he <laughs> the only one who has broken the moon matrix and can share this information yeah it's like with a ghost hunting show like if you're so into david ike that you believe all these things he says you just gotta take it on faith that he's not lying to you for money because a lot of his theories come from, like, he's like Carlos Santana. Carlos <laughs> Santana, if you look into it, has this demon called Metatron that Wait, inf what? informs his music. But not a bad demon, Travis. Relax. I and, thought you made he's like Carlos Santana and that, like, his biggest hit is somebody else's song. No, that he makes women's shoes is what I meant. Oh, 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 oh. But no, Carlos Santana believes he has this spirit or demon that guides his creative process. And that's how you, you land on Smooth, co-written by Rob Thomas. David Icke is the same thing. He's like, yeah, they tell me. I'm the son of God. Voices tell me. And it's like, you're Herschel Walker, dude. You're crazy. <laughs> how is he not an elected official at this point? I feel like that's who we elect now. It's just people with who tell them that voices tell us to do things. I'm going to be honest, I could see David Icke running for office someday. Here's the crazy thing. If you go and you watch some David Icke videos, right? And I, I watched a few before we got together. A lot of them are about 10 years old. Like he went from being laughably insane when he went on television and said he was a son of God and the world was going to end. Then the world didn't end. And then he built an empire of like selling his self-published books and saying that the moon is hollow filled with reptilian aliens and people paid all that money. And then people kind of stopped talking about him. But if you read the comments... He has built a cult of personality. They're like, man, we got to protect David at all costs. You know, when I first saw this video, I thought it was crazy. That was 10 years ago. Now it's more true than ever. I'm like, it's more true than ever that the moon is hollow and there's <laughs> reptilian aliens in it. That actually speaks to a thing I was about to say in that David Icke and I would argue Alex Jones to some extent also both at first seemed kind of harmless and a little wacky. Like it was Alex Jones screaming about the water making the frogs gay, right. and things like that. And David Icke, all this reptilian stuff and like lizard people and they have to abuse our children. And that all seemed kind of 
harmless and funny. So they were able to build these huge followings without really seeming too alarming. And then we hit the Trump era and the QAnon era. And now people talking about, oh, well, the elites have to torture our children to stay on top, which is the basic elevator pitch for the QAnon theory. Yeah. And Pizzagate and all of that shit. Like it's all rooted in hollow moon idea that there's these infiltrated aliens that live in or whatever you want to call the elites, the Illuminati, the lizard Illuminati, the Babylon Brotherhood, all of that shit. It's all it's the same cookie dough. We're just sometimes we're putting chocolate chips in it. Sometimes we're putting peanut butter in it. Yeah, it's all fun and games until, you know, Nancy Pelosi's being lynched on the White House lawn over it someday. True. But if someone is a lizard person, it is Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. If this is true, obviously we need to abolish the lizard people. <laughs> yeah, of course. Unless they're listening, in which case the science is out. And if they're listening, abolish is our earth word for respect. Yeah. Cause they definitely yeah, don't know. They don't know our That's... language. They don't know shit. They <laughs> live inside the hollowed out moon. They no haven't one... even figured out how to live here full time. They're still renting a goddamn moon condo. What the fuck do they know? I do like the idea, we bring this up all the time in regards to Roswell, and how the story is always, well, once we found this technology, we obviously wanted it as a government. And the thing about all the technology that you hear discussed around Roswell and all those other alien sightings, it all crashed. And it all crashed in the Earth's atmosphere. Like, why would we want technology that can't stay afloat in our own skies? Because we have technology that can And I like to think if there are people living in the moon, if there are lizard people living in the moon and there's us down here, the only problem is we cannot get through the Earth's atmosphere to each other properly. They're like, the second we solve this problem, that damn air bubble, if we could just pop that little (laughs) air bubble, we could go there. We could run that whole place. They're like, this thing that we crashed on your planet. If you could get that to where we were before we crashed, oh, the things you could do. But our own atmosphere is just such a problem for alien technology. It's got to be something like that. Then that would explain why we're trying to destroy the atmosphere with all of the pollution. We're, We're just trying to make it easier to get back to the hollow moon. Bolsonaro just wants us to know the truth about aliens. Yeah. I mean, that makes the most sense to me. I mean, it's very clear to me what I became fascinated with. So I'm a sci-fi fan. Like I like sci-fi stories. I like all that shit. I like stuff about the moon, particularly because the moon's like the thing we can see, you know, we decided we had to go land on it. And then when nobody else was that interested, we kind of fucked off and left it alone. But what I become fascinated by is like the more I've dug into this, I didn't know about the satanic worshiping part of this. I just thought like the idea of like the moon being hollow and being a spaceship was interesting. And then the more you dig into it and it's like, well, it's filled with Satan worshiping lizard people. You go, well, I mean, now you're just combining as many things as you can to try and make like a greatest hits album of crazy. It's also weird that advanced beings would be that concerned about a strictly kind of like Western religion figure. It does speak a lot to like Satan's pull, though. He can bring in, you know, an audience from way out of town. And I think that's amazing. He can move a crowd. That's for damn sure. Yeah. One of the things I saw mentioned in regards to this theory and when it started really getting popular 
was that it happened around the same time the Soviet Union started pushing ancient alien theory. Yeah, in the 70s, yeah. Yeah, as a means to like undermine the West's faith in religion, basically, because the Soviet Union was essentially, they were atheists. And like, I mean, I can see that. I can see this all just being propaganda. That Disinformation that's been like passed around and now it's like... I mean, for one thing, it's either that or there's fucking people living in our spaceship moon. But what's crazy about that is in the world where it is just disinformation, it was a movie this year. There was a movie called Moonfall that came out this year. It was Holly Berry, Patrick Wilson. It was a big, big budget movie. I watched it. It's about the moon being hollow. I forgot I watched it. It's not that memorable. <laughs> I ended up reading an article about, like I was reading an article about Moonfall and I was like, oh shit, I wish I knew about this before the podcast. I should watch this movie. And then I was like reading more about it and seeing images. I'm like, oh, I watched this movie. I saw this movie when it came out. It just wasn't that memorable. But what started as a seed of disinformation, if if we're going to believe that, if we're not going to believe the disinformation that the lizard people are putting out, that, that the <laughs> right. disinformation that the Russians put out is from them. It's now moved its way into being a movie that, you know, it was probably a hundred million dollar movie. You know, yeah. it's now commonplace tropes in sci-fi to talk about a hollow moon. There was even a contestant on the Wheel of Fortune who talked about the hollow moon. Oh, is it anyone particular? Anyone specific? Uh, Do you remember I her name? I think her name was Brandy and I think she's my wife. Oh, she yeah, made, I, yeah, yeah. Travis, she, yeah. I, I checked my notes and you are married to a Brandy. A Brandy, yes, who is a Wheel of Fortune champion. Right. Who, when Pat Sajak <laughs> asked her about her spouse, she said, my husband, Travis, I love him to the hollow moon and back. <laughs> and then the Wheel of Fortune message board lit up with a, I can't believe she said the moon is hollow. And just a lot of discussion about that. I like that. Did Pat Sajak say anything? Pat Sajak, I think is, again, if you want to talk about possible lizard people, I think he is one or at the very least a robot. I think he is just programmed. He is on autopilot, whatever version he is. Yeah, he is. He he and Vanna White both. Vanna, at least there's a life behind her eyes and like what she talks about makes sense. Like Pat is often disjointed from whatever is happening. Yeah. I remember reading an interview with Vanna White and she was talking about how she and Pat Sajak just fucking get along great, like, and always have. And they were like, why do you think that is? And she was like, we see each other like fucking three months a year. Like we record a bunch of episodes and then we come back and we film a really lighthearted game show and then we go our separate ways. What is there not to get along about? I keep forgetting that that's the way that show works. Like that show is not in production 365 a year. That show is no. in production, you know, April to June and then yeah. everybody fucks off to Hawaii for the rest of the year. You know, speaking of the message boards lighting up when your wife mentioned the hollow moon on Wheel of Fortune, I wonder if the same thing happened a couple months ago when Jeopardy had a chariots of the gods question. Oh, which I don't know. If I love that documentary. Yeah, <laughs> that's like the original ancient alien, ancient alien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Documentary. And they actually had a question about it on Jeopardy. I was like, we're really mainstreaming this idea that white people taught savage indigenous cultures everything they need to know via time travel. That is the crazy thing. Someone explained that once on some documentary I was watching where it was like the whole idea of ancient aliens is rooted in like this white supremacy point of view is there's no way these brown people could have built this on their own. 
It must have been somebody came and taught them how to do it. The Greeks, yes, they made that. Uh, The Romans, yes, they made that. The Egyptians made pyramids, Mm, not without somebody coming down and showing them how to do it. And what's really concerning about that is when the Nazis took over for real in Germany, they set up this group whose main goal or main purpose was to go back and research history and decide what parts of history were actually influenced by Aryan people, but history just doesn't acknowledge it. And what they came back with was all of it. All of history has Aryan influence. And the only way that idea works is if time travel happens at some point. So are you saying we took ancient Aryan and made it ancient alien? Like we just kind of like changed it a little bit to make it sound a little more palatable? Yeah, basically. I don't know how all of those ideas aren't just going to coalesce in horrific violence someday. Like it all seems so harmless and like stupid, but it does. But back to the, the lizard people in the hollow moon thing, like to your point, yeah, like I said, when I first was kind of familiar with this theory, the idea that the moon is hollow and it was a spaceship, like I like that. It's like, oh, maybe it's an observatory. You know, it's like going to the L.A. Zoo, except you get to look at all of Earth. Like you get to come to the moon and look at the humans. Right. And then then you find guys like David Iker, like, no, it's filled with these satanic pedophiles. So we have to destroy them. Now it's no longer funny spaceship. Now it's if somebody's in power, murder them because they're a pedophile. And you're like, what? What? Yeah. yeah. I mean, David Icke's version of it kind of calls for like violently overthrowing almost all the governments of the world, which uh, I don't know if I trust the people pushing this theory to come out the other end of that with a better world. You know? Well, also, too, if if the Iconites, that's what I call them, uh, <laughs> are overthrowing oh, really? the government. Oh, really? Because I call Iconauts. Okay. I could see both work. Both yeah. work. I, I don't think they're own. Yeah. In the world where those are the people we're letting now write our history books and whatever, we're not writing what happened. We're writing these like bastardized sci-fi movies into conspiracy theories. You know, the moon projects a moon matrix. And he even says in the documentary, well, I took the idea from the movie, The Matrix. And it's like, you didn't even come up with an original idea. You just put it in the moon. Yeah. I don't know how, especially among his followers, he doesn't get more pushback on things like that. But a lot of people who seek out content like that, I guess, like they go into it wanting to believe. And a lot of conspiracy programs, presenters, personalities, they really exploit that. They really do this kind of, well, here's my belief and I will leave it up to you to decide. And what they always leave out is the evidence that refutes those beliefs, which is very irresponsible and dangerous. Because when you're talking to people who already want to believe, all you got to tell them is that you believe. And it turns into this really vicious kind of confirmation bias cycle. Yeah, I get the impression from David Icke that Like you said, there's something a little off up there, but I also think there is just this idea of wanting to be accepted by a throng of people. I'll tell you whatever you want to hear. I'll tell you that the grass is really underground termites trying to destroy the (laughs) earth from the inside. If that's what you want to hear and you'll buy a book and you'll come see me perform. And you got to wonder if some of that is out of necessity 
I guess the example I'll use is there have been a few comedians over the past few years who have said like some right wing type shit and got canceled over it. And the response is always to veer harder to the right and try to get accepted by that crowd. Right. And what happened with David Icke is, like you mentioned, he was a soccer player. Then he was a soccer presenter. Yeah. For the BBC. And then one day he just shows up and is like, look, the bookstore thing. I'm the son of God. Let's talk about time travel and reptilians. And he got laughed out of the entertainment industry, basically. So now his really only course of action is to just embrace whatever conspiracy theory resonates with his crowd. Yeah, it's the Jesse... The body Ventura thing, like when Jesse stopped being a politician, he started talking about conspiracy theories and then he just went off the reservation. He just went crazy. I Who told you to say that? <laughs> you can see the preachers put together. Are you working uh, for Vince McMahon? <laughs> That's a good Jesse. Thank you. We, um, we covered every episode of his conspiracy TV that show. That show on was this insane. Podcast. That show was crazy. Go back and rewatch it. It's crazier than you remember. It's just him showing up at secure government facilities, being like, "Why can't I come in? I'm a former governor." <laughs> Like, no one cares that you're a former governor. What if I just barge past you? They're going to shoot you, I was you, in Jesse. the running man. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think there is that thing of, yeah, once you go full Looney Tunes, you can't go back to the middle. You can only go no. further and further to the fringe. And David Icke is a great example of, like, on paper, this guy who sold 20 million books and sells out theaters when he does these things, you would think, like, well, damn, he's figured it out. Like he's living the high life and you watch this documentary and it's like you go to his place and you're like, I think that's an apartment. And <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with living in an apartment, but like a best-selling author should be kind of doing better, yeah. you know, than getting by, you would think. And I think he just gets by. Yeah. You got to wonder if maybe he's doing all that work, but just on like an MI6 salary or something like maybe he's just a government plant. Or maybe he's like a really bad version of Mr. Beast, where it's like all the money off of the one project goes into the next project. So it's <laughs> yeah. like, you know, he's just he's never really net positive. He's always just spending all the money on the next thing. The Mr. Beast conspiracy. Let's get into that. I don't know. Is there one? There's got to be, right? I just it know he wears hats that don't seem appropriate for an entertainer of his father. <laughs> I just, I question anybody who claims to be that altruistic. I'm like, yeah. really? I yeah. don't think so. Who'd you murder? You just want to go around and give people cars and houses and do a real live version of the squid game. Like, I think you want to do the real live version of the squid yeah. game. I think is what you want. Hell yeah. David Icke probably too would like to do David that. Icke, man. I mean, he's had children, so he's made more of him. So yeah. And they'll probably that's disturbing. follow in his lizard footed steps. I can't figure out though, like. When I told you I wanted to talk about the hollow moon, I wanted to talk about it from the point of view of like, can you believe that people believe this? Right. Whereas if I'm David Icke, it is, can you believe people don't know about this? This is the problem. You need to open your eyes. Wake up, sheeple. You know, here's what you're not seeing. And what always rattles my cage a little bit about people like David Icke they spend so much time talking about how powerful these cabals are 
mm-hmm. and how much influence they have and how dangerous they are. And it's like, well, why don't they fucking kill you then? And I know the pushback is going to be, well, that would be too obvious. If David Icke got murdered, everyone would know the government did it. Not a single fucking person who doesn't believe David Icke now would be compelled to believe he was murdered by the government. They would just think David Icke was murdered. Or if they're so powerful and if all the things you hear about these shadow governments that control the world, the litany of ways you hear that they're able to kill people, they wouldn't have to shoot David Icke in the chest. According to all of the lore I've heard, they could just like give him stage four cancer or something and just he would just die. Like well, going back to like the Russian stuff, think of all the ways Russians like just poison people. You know, they just go up yeah. with like a sharpened umbrella, poke somebody in the leg, they put a little bead in their leg. That bead is filled with like plutonium or some shit. That person gets bone cancer and dies. Yeah. And if real it, simple. Yeah. If that were to happen to David Icke, I mean, if you ask the UK government, they could just as easily be like, I don't know, man. Lizard people probably killed him. You know, he was exposing I, all their secrets. What I else? also think, too, like you and I would be aware that David Icke passed away. Most other people would be like, who? I feel like it would be big news in England because he's is he a huge English person. I mean, he's huge. I think in the way Alex Jones is huge here. Like, uh, I think I gotcha. he's probably their preeminent conspiracy theorist. Like if Alex Jones died, we'd know about it. I got to do one of these episodes sometime. But about the Bill Hicks theory that Bill Hicks became Alex Jones. Yeah. I mean, it is weird. It's weird timing. Bill Hicks died. And then a year later, Alex Jones pops up on the same production company, kind of out of nowhere, looking a lot like Bill Hicks, sounding a lot like Bill Hicks, but pushing a almost similar message to what Bill Hicks pushed sometimes but just in a kind of different package i don't but know there's there's so much rage to alex Jones. i guess there was a rage to bill hicks too <laughs> yeah yeah now that i think about it but that's yeah, for, that that's a, for another day but i am writing that down i need to flip the tables and try to sell someone on bill hicks someday not as a comedian he was a great comedian he was a great comedian but if he's alex jones real middle of the road conspiracy theorist you know yeah alex jones my theory on him has always been And this would feed into the Bill Hicks idea. My theory on Alex Jones has always been that he's that figure that is there to discredit information, which is QAnon has kind of taken that baton and run with it now. But for a long time there, if there was any conspiracy theory, anything that maybe the government wouldn't want you to know about, as long as Alex Jones talked about it, rational people would be like, oh, well, that's Alex Jones shit. Obviously, that's nonsense. And I think that's Alex Jones' role in society. I feel like this is just gut instinct. I don't have anything to prove this, obviously. But I think when the Internet started getting really huge, the government knew they were going to have quite a time trying to keep stories under wraps, especially conspiracy theory type stories. So do you... Send out goon squads to kill everyone who Mm. posts anything inflammatory on the Internet. Do you vehemently deny everything that goes up on the Internet in an official way as the government, even if you have to lie? Or do you just get in the fray yourself and put one figure out there who whenever a story makes those rounds, you can just put him on it and people will be like, yeah, 
That was on Alex Jones. Of course, it's not true. So then your David Ikes, your Alex Jones, all of those were beyond CIA at this point where the Illuminati, like they're just operatives sit there to like. Well, we're beyond CIA, but we're still within what's called the five eyes. The five eyes are five of the biggest, you know, Anglo leaning nations. It's I always forget the last one, but I know the United States, UK, Australia are all involved. I think France, maybe. Well, why is it eyes? Because they're intelligence agencies. Oh, 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 oh. Because I'm like, none of those countries start with an I. They, they fucked up. And they all share intelligence information with each other. You know, I said once that it was probably aimed at upholding white supremacy. And someone actually left a comment and was like, I looked on their website. It doesn't say anything about white supremacy. It's like, yeah, <laughs> that's going to happen. There's going to be a drop down that says white supremacy. Here's how we uphold it. Like, of course not. But under the about us, we love white supremacy. What we try to do. (laughs) The five hugest, whitest nations in the West, all forming this intelligence cooperative. When you think of it that way, MI6, MI5, CIA, like all kind of being on the same path here isn't that shocking. Because it could possibly be that David Icke is the same thing. They knew they have to have a figure out there who just him mentioning it is going to discredit everyone else who tries to bring it up in a real way. Like, it's it's the same same thing as tabloids. Tabloids aren't always wrong. The New York Post, the New York Daily News. I think the best example is the National Enquirer, which, one, solved the murder of Bill Cosby's kid. Right. uh, Enos. Did some of the best reporting on the OJ trial. Sometimes real stuff gets kicked down to them. And it's not because they have a ton of integrity necessarily. It's because someone somewhere knows kicking that story down to them is going to make it almost meaningless. Like if you didn't read it on the New York Times, what's it matter? Do you know who's doing some of the best investigative journalism right now? It's fucking Yahoo. I was going to say BuzzFeed. Isn't BuzzFeed doing a lot of that shit too? Not the way Yahoo is. Wow. Yahoo's killing it. But who thinks of Yahoo anymore? I forget it's a thing. Yeah, yeah. They broke the Postal Inspection Service story, which was that the Postal Inspection Service a few years ago started a program where they're just monitoring social media, like everyone's social media for inflammatory posts. And that's the kind of thing that news came out when Trump was in office. So people on the left were like, oh, that's fine. So they're just like looking for white supremacists and things. And they were like, no, yeah, 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 sure. But meanwhile, you read the article when they pitched this idea to Republicans, they said they'd be looking for like Black Lives Matter and Antifa posts. And when they pushed it to Democrats, they said, well, we'll be looking for like white supremacists and things of the like. So they're looking at everybody for everything. And the only outlet that reported that was Yahoo News, which is insane to me. I think if I'm going to try and tie it all back together in a a very loose way, (laughs) the way that all of these Alex Jones and David Ikes and, and disinformation people get traction and audiences, not just even fans, but like devotees is because we've lost a sense of here's where I can go to a trusted source to get actual information. Yeah. I read somewhere that the moon rang like a bell. Well, why did it ring like a bell? Oh, because of, you know, the way the mantle is made up and it's different than the earth. 
uh, no, someone went, it's because it's hollow. And then that turned into, it's filled with aliens. And that turned into with, and they're satanic. And that turned into, and they're shape-shifting reptiles. And so the next thing you know, we've done bad improv of disinformation because we have no center to go and get actual information from anymore. Yeah, and it's, are people not asking the obvious questions when it comes to, oh, the moon rang like a bell and it's filled with aliens? Didn't those aliens come out and see what the fuck was going on? Yeah, if you fucking throw something at my house and my house rings, I'm coming out yeah. to be like, get off my lawn, get off my moon, kids. You know, like, this is my house. Yeah. I do prefer that version of the moon theory, though, that it's just an observation thing where aliens just gawk at us like the fucking losers that we are. Look, if you want to talk about conspiracy theories that I actually put some weight into, I love the idea that the Earth is a galactic zoo, that we're not yeah. filled with life that just went and found all of these different ways to expand. Some intelligent species went, hey, this will live in the ocean. Hey, this can live on the land. Hey, this can fly around and just put a bunch of weird shit from all over the galaxy here. And then people go into the moon to come check it out because you don't want to get too close to the wild animals down here. They got sharp, pointy things and they like stab you and they bite you, you they know, got, like you. They got the guns I, and the bombs and the things of the, the guns and the bombs. And they're very distrustful. They believe that there's shape shifting aliens like they're crazy. You don't want to get around them. Yeah. You know, it's like when you go to a national park, leave the wildlife alone. Stay removed from them. Yeah, that's definitely the kinder, gentler version of this theory that I would be fine believing. But the thing where they came down here and mated with us and gave us alien DNA, woof, that's scary. That It's also super crazy that like an alien came to this planet and just saw something walking around and went, I'm a fuck it. Yeah. And then it, then that made babies. And trying then that made a whole new species. Trying to fuck that monkey is what I'm trying to do. <laughs> Bro, it's just a bunch of like frat aliens coming down to earth and being like, dude, these monkey girls are so easy, bro. I they don't even understand. I like that version of ancient <laughs> alien theory where they land and they're like, we're here to show you how to live. And then the guy just starts fucking a monkey and everyone's like, what are you doing? Oh, no. <laughs> no, you'll thank me later. This will, this will improve your species. No, no, what are you talking monk? about? <laughs> That's how you build then, a pyramid. <laughs> why aren't they worshiping us? Because they're not going to worship a monkey fucker. What's wrong with you? You're having sex with a monkey, you maniac. Back on your spaceship. Get the fuck out of here. Here's how you build columns. <laughs> fuck off. I don't care. Here's language. No, you monkey <laughs> fucker. Leave me. Yeah. So I think the hollow moon theory is probably not true, though. I mean, hollow. Look. <laughs> chambered. How about chambered? Like, I like the idea that there's something inside the moon. Not the whole thing. It's just an outer shell and there's nothing. But there's like a moon cave. There's super alien technology or something that's kind of cool yeah i could see that obviously the composition of it could be completely different from what earth is i think science has kind of determined that yeah it's just the reptilian theory i still yeah i don't think it's filled with satanic reptiles yeah, I, mean, I, I don't i want it to be hollow i want it to be hollow i want it to be a spaceship i just don't want that to lead to genocide i like the moon is an amusement park theory where you just go and watch people be assholes on Earth. Not only that, the moon's like a roadside attraction 
while you're going somewhere else. Like you see a billboard and they're like, see earth. And you're like, yeah. um, yeah, should we pull over? We could probably re- get some drinks and some food and let's see what the earthlings are doing. And then we go on to alpha Centauri or wherever the fuck we're going. You yeah. know, someone's watching this right now on the moon in the unpops land section of Travis. You ready for it? Yeah. Mooniversal studios. Oh, <gasps> Mooniversal studios. We did it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's up there. It's where you go go up there to look at human history, but like you're at Super Mario Land or whatever it's going to be called. <laughs> Welcome to Moon Jurassic Park. <laughs> That's great. Do we have any final thoughts on the hollow moon? I mean, I think to really have a final thought on it, you and I should just plan a trip to the moon. Yeah, we're just going like to check go. it out. Think, yeah, we'll yeah. just go check it out. It's Although, a bit of a trek, but I think we could do it. I will. If we could book some shows between here and the moon, we could just kind of like make the moon the final destination and we would do the ISS on the way out. Yeah. And uh, well, I feel like as long as the events depicted in the documentary Apollo 18. (laughs) Yes, true. As long as that threat has been put down, I don't want to go up there and fight spider moon rocks that are going to make I don't either explode or moon pigeons or Mm -hmm. um any of the disassembled robots that are allegedly up there as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's always my, my thoughts on people wanting to colonize the moon or colonize Mars. Cause there was that big push. I think it was like 2014 or something where you could just sign up to be one of the first people to go colonize Mars. And they were taking like a hundred and some thousand oh, people. Oh yeah. They do that like every 10 years. I feel. Yeah. And it's like, you really want to be first human history has told us what happens to the first people who arrive in a place like you're going to get there, you're going to settle in, you're going to build a nice life for yourself. And then a team of intergalactic Trumps are just going to show up 10 years later to take everything over. And you're like, hey, we're Native Martians. Stop it. And they're like, fuck you, Space Indian. You know what this is. Yeah. Get out of here. You can go live on this land and only this land yeah. until we decide that there's space oil there. Then we need that space oil. Right. Yeah, I want to go after all that happens. So it's yeah, more like you want Earth. to be like yeah. Explorer 5.0, I think. You like you want to let a couple of generations fight and die. Fight it out, then, war it out. Yeah. 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 Get things good down here and then yeah, put in up, a put in you know, a Panda Express. Put in the infrastructure and then I'll go hang out. I'm not going to move there if there's no Panda Express. That's I'm honest. not either, especially now that they got that Beyond Chicken. Ooh. I want Beyond Red Planet Chicken. That's Ooh, what I want. Yeah. That's what I yeah, if we're going to Mars, I'm pretending to be excited about Beyond Chicken for entertainment purposes, but Oh, it's good. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. It's good. So, I think that's our episode, right? I think so. I mean, look, it's clear to us that the moon is Universal Studios. It's a, yes. an amusement park. <laughs> it's a, a place for aliens to stop by, have a little entertainment, and see some uh, wildlife. Yeah, um, It's not us. filled with satanic reptiles. Probably not. If they are, they're just visiting. They don't live there. They're just traveling from one place to another. They're there they're to just, see the show yeah. like anyone else. Yeah. I mean, if you've ever been to an actual amusement park, there's a certain amount of Satanists there just because they're also there. You know, it's just statistics. And people who resemble Uh, reptiles, at least. Yeah. And there's very reptile like people just who aren't aliens. That's just what they look like. Big reptile energy. Yeah. Very much. (laughs) Cold blooded. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the idea that the moon is an amusement park. And I 100 percent believe that that's true. I like it. I like that a lot. Well, Travis, thank you so much for doing this episode. I appreciate it. 
Thanks for having me on to talk about all kinds of weirdness and to, of course, do what is my life's work, which is to promote David Icke. Of course, of course. Yeah. Yours and mine both. Besides David Icke and the reptilian theory, do you have anything to plug before we get out of here? Uh, you don't even like this band where we're talking about the Fleetwood Mac story, which is, it is almost as if David Icke wrote it. It is so incredibly complex and weird and at times seems like disinformation it's, more than it seems it's, true. It's movie shit. Like I'm, yeah. I'm researching the recording of rumors right now and- Within the first like weeks of that, they're already recording in a studio that has permanently installed nitrous tanks. Great. It has a studio called The Pit that is just a 10-foot pit that goes down into the floor, and the musicians are supposed to stand around the top while the engineer is in the bottom, and it's supposed to make it so he can hear everything at once. But oh. it was built by Sly Stone, and once they built it, he just put all his equipment down there and started recording down there. So Fleetwood Mac just used it to do coke. And there's also a moment while they're recording <laughs> rumors in the first couple weeks where Mick Fleetwood's wife is told that he's cheating on her by a friend while she's driving John McVie's car back to Los Angeles. And at the exact moment the friend tells her that Mick Fleetwood is cheating on her, they get t-boned another car in traffic it is like a movie but it's also like if you saw that in a movie you'd go oh that's a little too convenient you could have stretched those things out a little bit you didn't have that didn't have to happen at exactly the same time that's crazy yeah also if you saw it in a movie you would not believe that the studio they recorded part of rumors in had a room where the floor was a waterbed what (laughs) they have a room with just a waterbed floor it's like when, if you've ever watched that Sound City documentary, because I know they recorded some Fleetwood Mac stuff at Sound City, and they talked about cleaning out that board when Dave Grohl bought it, and it was just like filled with cocaine. Oh, I'm like sure. it was just they had to vacuum out <laughs> cocaine off of this multi-million-dollar board that they were just like snorting, you know, all the powder off of. Yeah, it's crazy. So listen to our Fleetwood Mac podcast, and uh, I would like to plug AdamToddBrown.substack.com. You can read my writings there i'm back at it i took the end of the year off but it's january by the time this goes up so it'll be active again i'd like to plug that as well you should subscribe to that hey thanks and uh i think that's it right i mean that's all we're allowed to say because of our reptilian overlords right you know right this is as much information as they're letting us i mean if you want the true stuff you should probably follow me on social media at track rivals um that's yeah sure yeah and you can follow me at adam todd brown that's todd with one d and uh Let's get out of here. Travis, say goodbye. Goodbye, Earthlings. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. We love you. People of Earth, your planet is about to be destroyed.